Right, welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. And hey, trade deadline's come and gone. And the Blackhawks were very active. So I'll just, uh, guess we'll just start with that, Michael. All the people we thought were going to get traded got traded. Yeah, and uh, um, at least one more, too. Uh, <clears throat> I certainly suspected Matthew Highmore could be moved, I thought. Any one of the um, three fourth liners from last year between Highmore, Carpenter, and Camp, I thought maybe at least one of them would get moved. And um, they did indeed uh, choose to trade Highmore out of those guys. Uh, but yeah, um, <clears throat> Matthias Yanmark got moved to Vegas. Uh, I thought that was probably Bowman's best move of the, mm-hmm. of the deadline. He got great value out of that trading Yanmark in a fifth for a second and a third round pick. I think, um, you know, as we've talked throughout the year, uh, we felt like if the Blackhawks could even get one second or or third round pick, we'd be pretty happy with it. And to get both is definitely a home run there, especially considering Yanmark wasn't playing all that great up leading up to the deadline. Yeah. At one point his last 10 games, games, I think. Yeah. But you know, uh, Vegas isn't acquiring him to score a lot of goals or anything. He's going to be, you know, a fourth line player can maybe bump up to the third line if needed. And, uh, you know, a good depth piece. So they're obviously kind of all in, uh, in Vegas. And so Yanmark fits what they need. And for the Blackhawks, I mean, it was perfect. It was, a. uh, a sign and flip situation where they had ice time to give a player like Yanmark for a season and he took advantage of it and the Blackhawks took advantage of it. So mm-hmm. perfect there. Um, <clears throat> as far as the Car- Carl Soderberg trade goes, uh, you know, about what we expected, you know, uh, again, we kind of felt like a late round draft pick was probably all we would get out of him. I think Bowman did Soderberg a bit of a solid, um, knowing that he wasn't going to get a lot for him, regardless of where he sent him, I think he probably helped Soderbergh go to a team that he wanted to go to. That he'd been, yeah, <clears throat> been on for like five years before. Yeah, so you know he's familiar with the team, <clears throat> familiar with the city. So good situation for Soderbergh to go into uh, cup contender. You know he's a guy who has not won a cup yet in a rather long career. So. Uh, uh, another nice opportunity there and you know they didn't get a draft pick out of it but they did get the uh, player the avalanche drafted with their fifth round pick um, in this past draft um, and it was actually a guy that the avalanche traded up to get um, they actually jumped ahead of the blackhawks in the fifth round uh, to draft okay. writer rolston so I suspect the Blackhawks were actually eyeing him in the draft. And when the opportunity came up to get him now, they, they jumped at the chance. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've seen that with Bowman in the past, um, uh, in the Marion Hosa deal, they, they, they got Mackenzie Entwistle as part of the, the return back. He was a guy that, uh, they came out and said that, Hey, we were planning on drafting him, but he got taken right before our pick. And so when the opportunity came along, they, you know, were, were 
you know, he, he became a target for, you know, a trade. Yeah. And so I'm suspecting Ralston is the same way. That makes sense. And then uh, the other uh, deadline deal was Highmore going to Vancouver for Adam Gaudet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawks fans might be familiar with Gaudet from some of the games against the Canucks over the last couple of years. Uh, he is a guy that uh, won the Hobie Baker award when he was in college uh, was on uh, played on a line with um, uh, uh, Dylan Sakura. Oh yeah. And uh, so he, he led the NCAA in scoring one year, won the Hobie Baker um, and was kind of a, an up and coming prospect with Vancouver. Yeah, a Northeastern. Few years ago. Yep. Yeah. So um, you know, another theme with Bowman generally tends to be um, if you're on a team, if the player's on a team with one of the yeah, Blackhawks' yeah. other prospects, that he tends they to notice them. You, yeah. yeah. And uh, so Goddard came up with Vancouver the last couple of years. Um, struggled more than he succeeded. Mm-hmm. Um, from my understanding, they played him at center quite a bit, and that's position he played in college but um lack of foot speed um kind of prevented him from being quite the two-way player he was in college and he's been more of just kind of an offensive player and Vancouver moved him to the wing this year and it didn't lead to a lot of scoring but um I think it's probably a better fit for him so my guess is He'll get the the chance to come in. The Blackhawks, uh, you know, between Gaudet and um, Connolly coming from Florida, um, they've added a couple of right-handed shooters, guys that have scored double-digit goals Mm -hmm. in the NHL before. Um, So, you know, the, the... Lack of scoring in the Blackhawks' bottom six has been an issue all season long. And I think those two moves, along with getting Hinnestroza, has well at least early on. Um, Hinnestroza and Conley have already they yeah. both played pretty well. So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think they've they've both made a positive impact. Uh, Hinnestroza has gotten two assists in his first two games. Both of them were very nice, and his speed has made an impact on the forecheck as well. Um, he's done a nice job breaking up some plays. So, uh, you know, he bring, brings a much-needed element to the Blackhawks, um, especially in that bottom six. Uh, Hagel's kind of bon- bounced between the second line and the and the fourth line lately. Um, but having kind of like Hinnestros on the third line, Hagel on the fourth line, gives you just a, you know, a, a puck pursuit pursuer that brings us, uh, you know, an element that the Blackhawks have just sorely lacked all season. So I like the way that that's played out. Connolly scored a goal in his first game. And I guess uh, we should probably add, cause that wasn't uh, uh, right on the deadline that actually, that trade mm-hmm. actually went down um, right after we, we recorded literally last the next day. Yeah. yeah so that was uh uh, getting Connolly and Stillman, Stillman and uh, uh, Henrik Borgstrom from Florida for just a couple of depth pieces. Nothing the Blackhawks are going to miss. 
Um, I don't, I mean, he essentially gave up very little um, Carlson and uh, oh boy, now I'm blanking on who the other piece was in that. Yeah. Uh, doesn't even matter. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Carlson was the better, better player of the two mm-hmm. that went, um, but you know, he's more or less a seventh defenseman. And so getting Connolly, who's a guy who scored 15 to 20 goals, basically like four straight years, got off to a rough start this year. And so Florida was apparently mm-hmm. looking to, to move some salary. Oh, oh, okay. I found it. Lucas Walmart. Walmart. There you go. Yeah. Who, you know, I kind of liked the D, uh, his, his signing when it happened in the off season. Uh, but in hindsight, I feel like it was just kind of a bad fit because he just ended up being another slow. Yeah, no, no, no offense to Walmart, <clears throat> but he's easily forgettable. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and he'd been getting scratched so often too. I mean, he had already kind of gotten pushed out of the lineup and that was before all of these new acquisitions. So um, yeah, no big loss there. Um, But Connolly scored a goal in his first game. He's a guy that can really shoot the puck. He's got some size. He's got some speed. Um, Not really, uh, you know, much on the defensive end, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, he's a proven goal scorer and he's a guy that's proven to, that he can score without getting a lot of ice time. He doesn't, he's not a guy that scores on the power play. He's, he gets his goals five on five. He doesn't have to play with skilled players. He can play in that, you know, the third line, fourth line and still score goals. So uh, that's definitely what the Blackhawks are hoping from there. Yeah. For um, whatever reason, he, uh, had a falling out with Quenville or yeah. Something. Yeah. I, I really don't know what happened there. Um, Connolly uh, in one interview I saw said, Hey, you know, there wasn't any specific incident or anything. It just, you know, the season kind of went sideways for him and he, he seemed to fall out of the good graces and couldn't figure out what he needed to do to get back in. Mm-hmm. And so he sounded like he was super excited for this opportunity here in Chicago. So mm-hmm. I'm hopeful um, he still got two years after this at 3.5 million. So it is a bit of a gamble by the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Um, but my guess is the Blackhawks will leave him exposed to the expansion draft. So it's possible Seattle could jump on him if they, if they, if they want, but you know, I don't, I don't think the Blackhawks would, would bat an eye either way. I, I think they'd be happy to have him back, but, um, if they ended up losing him, uh, you know, they didn't give up anything of consequence to, to acquire him. So um, I don't think that would break their heart. But uh, I, 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 I'm hopeful that uh, change of scenery can kind of get him back on track in his career because he, he had been a, a strong player and he's not very old yet. I mean, he's still 29. So, yeah, you know, you, you hope he's still got some left in the tank. So how and about then, uh, Stillman? <clears throat> Stillman is... Uh, kind of another tough stay at home defenseman. What I like about Stillman in comparison to Calvin DeHaan and somewhat compared to Zadorov is he moves a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's got a little more lateral agility. Um, he's got a little bit better acceleration. Zadorov gets away with it a little bit more because he's got such great reach. Um, DeHaan, kind of makes up for it with being a smart player, but 
we've kind of seen with both of those guys, they, they can be exposed at times. And so I'm hopeful Stillman can maybe kind of fill in a similar role. Um, one of the things that we kind of learned heading up to this trade deadline is the Blackhawks and, and uh, Nikita Zadorov have kind of talked about a contract extension. He's an RFA at the end of the year, but they haven't come to terms yet. And from the sound of things, the Blackhawks are kind of hoping to get Nikita Zadorov re-signed at a salary that's very similar to what he's making this year at 3.2. Um, basically, it sounds like the Hawks want to get him in probably at maybe like 3.5 or at most 4 million a year. Yeah. Um, but if Zadorov wants more, the Blackhawks probably not um, going to do that. Probably aren't going to do that. They looked, they looked into trading him at the deadline. Yeah, there were rumors everywhere that. Yeah. But, you know, I think it was just one of those situations where the Blackhawks didn't need to pull the trigger on it. And they were only going to make a deal if they got good value back and apparently nobody stepped up to do that. So I have a feeling we'll, we'll see this readdressed in the off season where um, Bowman will just kind of have to put his foot down and say, this is what the deal is. If you're not willing to sign for that, we're going to trade you. Yeah, it's um, an interesting thing that, because um, you and I are both less down, but there, I mean, you look on the, our mentions on the internet just, there's a lot of people that do not like Zadorov. Yeah, I he's mean, a bit of a target on. He's he's an inconsistent player. Um, he's been an inconsistent player his entire career. That has continued with the Blackhawks. Um, you know, he got off to a slow start. I think part of that was ad- adjusting to a new defensive system. Yeah. Um, you know, without a training camp, but after the first. Uh, you know, six, eight games or so, I thought he got into kind of a nice groove and started playing a little better, uh, at least on the defensive end. Uh, he's a guy, he has zero offense to his game. Yeah. He's not a good puck mover. And so we don't, we, we would continue, we continued to see mistakes with the puck throughout the season, but he, he did tighten up his defensive game for quite a while there, but kind of like Matthias Yanmark over the last 10 games or so, Zadorov's play has fallen off. Yeah, he's we got been, we had the um that Colton was saying like he's been frustrated. They they scratched him yep. the last game yep. and he's been frustrated with well the turnovers, which was right. probably the biggest fly in Zadorov's yep. game. Yeah, you know you can you can deal with a little bit of turnovers when he's breaking up plays in the defensive zone and he's playing smart and he's playing physical. But I think what we've seen over the last stretch of games here is he's been less physical. He made a couple of plays in the defensive zone where. Yeah. There's one in the Dallas game that. Yeah. Where he 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 made a turnover and then he, and then he didn't, he didn't get back and cover his guy appropriately after he made the turnover. And I think that might've been uh, kind of a, uh, a final straw for, for Colleton where he was basically just waiting to get another option in the building. And when Stillman became available, um, he went ahead and scratched Zadorov in this last game. But I, I assume it'll be back. Yeah. Game. I think it's just, I think it's just a one game thing. I think he's going to be back in this next game here against Detroit, but you know, so I think it was definitely more of a sending a message thing, but 
Zadorov has to have heard the trade rumors on Monday and, you know, he knows the situation as far as being an RFA and this is, you know, a team that's still looking towards the future. And if he doesn't solidify that spot for them, uh, the Blackhawks are going to start looking at other options and that Mm -hmm. includes Stillman. And um, beyond that, uh, I think you see Wyatt Kalanuck also making a very strong impression of late. Um, you know, the Blackhawks in the last few games have had a defenseman get hurt in the first period and it's caused them to go to five defensemen for the majority of the games. And that included Kalanuk. And I thought he acquitted himself quite well in those opportunities with more ice time. And he's, he he seems to be finding his stride a little bit. He skates well, he's got size. As I always say, he hasn't been noticeable for any mistakes. Right. Yeah. You know, when he first came up his first couple of games, I thought there were some mistakes, but since he returned um, and I I think he's been back in the lineup for like five or six games now or something like that. I think he's been really strong in all of them. And, you know, unlike Baudin and unlike Mitchell, uh, he's not at a size disadvantage. He's not been getting beat physically all that often. And he skates as well or better than both of those guys as well. And he's a little older, you know, Um, I think, well, I think he's the same age as Mitchell, maybe a year older than Mitchell, but um, yeah. And, you know, and it's only been, you know, a half a dozen games or whatever. And we saw Baudin have a good half dozen games. And we saw Mitchell have a good dozen or so, or maybe even 15 or 20 games. So it's, it's, it's too early to say that Kalanuk is going to solidify a spot, but um, it's at least but trending in the, in the right yeah. direction. Yeah, he's in I, the conversation. I, yep. And, you know, in this last game, we had Boquist go out with a uh, concussion. And, you know, he's a guy that has had a history of concussions, yeah. even dating back to before the Blackhawks drafted him. So, you know, they're going to be probably pretty careful with him. Yes. Um, so I think that'll be. And he's been playing just unbelievably. Yeah, I've been very happy. So this is uh, with his play. So that it's poor timing, especially since they have so little offense from their back end. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really their only threat there. But uh, I think, you know, with him probably going out of the lineup, I think you'll see Zadorov mm-hmm. uh, obviously go back in, but that gives Stillman and Kalanuk an opportunity to stay in the lineup as well. Mm-hmm. So I think you might even see that kind of be the third pairing in this next game is uh, uh, Stillman and Zadora or Stillman and uh, Kalanuk. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of, kind of excited to see that. I, I mean, well, you know, obviously I'd rather have Boquist, but um, yeah, you know, got to take a look the Blackhawks aren't going to be shy about taking a look at anybody. No. Um, so I guess we should talk about the, the actual games. I'm, yeah. Oh, bit, I, I do think we should probably mention before, before we move on from, the uh the the trades um the other part of that florida deal was henrik borgstrom oh yeah who um was actually probably the biggest piece in that deal um obviously if Connolly returns to form uh he'd you know be a big part of it as well uh but borgstrom is a guy that was a former first round pick in florida 
was a tremendous college hockey player. Again, a former teammate of Ian Mitchell's at Denver. Okay. Um, so the Blackhawks were very familiar scouting him uh, when they were when they were there to watch Mitchell. Uh, very quick hands, very smooth player. Um, he's got good size at six foot three, about two hundred pounds. Um, he's not slow. Uh, he can get his feet moving pretty good. Um, uh, acceleration might be a bit of an issue, but, um, you know, he's not a guy that slows the pace as much as like, you know, a Dylan Strom or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, yet he's, he's a, he's at about the same size. Um, I think he's got a pretty good shot. He's not quite the playmaker Strom is he's, um, probably as, as good of a shooter, uh, also pretty strong around the net, just like Strom is. Uh, what Borgstrom has is uh, just kind of filthy mitts. He can make really nice stick handling plays. Um, he should probably be able to help the Blackhawks with their zone entries, carrying the puck in. So you and think he's going to be, will he be up this year with the Blackhawks? No, um, I don't think so. Uh, he's, he's playing over in Europe this year. Oh, okay. Um, my understanding is that they're, uh, uh, his playoffs begin next week. So I suppose it's possible they can bring him over. Um, if they got knocked out right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. But my guess is they've kind of acquired him with the idea of bringing him back over next year to compete for that third yeah. line center spot, you know, and potentially even the second line center spot. If um, you know, Taves remains out. Mm-hmm. Um, since we've still not had any updates there, it's, you know, it's hard to say. So, you know, the Blackhawks uh, are not shy about adding centers. Um, you mm-hmm. know, Borgstrom, Gaudette can play center. I, I don't know if they'll actually, if that's his best spot, but yeah. Uh, Blackhawks did a nice job of improving their depth without giving up anything here mm-hmm. at the deadline, really, other yeah, than, I mean, you know, other than the two guys that we knew were going to go. The Panthers trade, like you were saying, Kind of helping the Panthers clear some salary. Yeah, but you know, I I really think we got three guys that could be in our well, lineup yeah. next year out of it. And they look good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stillman has a little bit of ability. Uh, Borgstrom is very talented. I've always thought Conley was good. So yeah, and Conley, you know, he's a proven NHL goal scorer. That's not easy to find. And like I said. You know, they've diversified their lineup with more guys that can play center and wing. Um, I mean, if you're you're asking, like, would you rather have Matthias Janmark or Brett Conley? You'd rather have Conley. Um, Or am I? I think think it would depend. If he can score. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, if if I was a Stanley Cup contender, it might depend on, you know. What you're looking for. Yeah, you know, if my top nine scored enough, maybe I'd rather have Yanmark playing a fourth line as part of a shutdown. But, you know, especially in the Blackhawks situation, I'd rather have Connolly where, you know, you you hope to get some goal scoring since you're a team that's that's kind of struggled in that regard. So, yeah, I mean – I'm I'm very very happy with the the deadline. 
So, yeah, uh, I guess at, at that point, yeah, we probably should talk about the games then. The Blackhawks basically held serve. Yep. They um, swept Columbus, got beat by Dallas. Uh, Nashville split. They lost the game, but they beat the Lightning. Seven to two. Yeah. I mean, jeez. Nashville's playing out of their mind. They really are. You know, Blackhawks took four out of six points available to them this week, but didn't make up any ground. And, um, you know, with the way Nashville's playing, the Hawks just got to – they can't let up. You know, we got two games against Detroit. Got to take at least three out of those four points. Put yourself into a position where heading into next week – you you kick off that three game series against Nashville. I mean, it, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Yes, <laughs> you know, with the situation that the Hawks are in, um, you know, just kind of looking ahead. I mean, that's that's they got the three games against Nashville, and then the next two weeks they don't play either Nashville or Dallas, no. you know, the, the two teams that they're in competition with. So between the three games in Nashville, then they, they close out the season. Yeah. A lot of Carolina. <laughs> yeah. You know, they close out the season with back-to-back games against Dallas. It's possible that that, you know, could decide things, but mm-hmm. you know, really at this point, Nashville seems like the biggest threat. So this, this upcoming series is huge. And yeah, you you just, you'd like you to see, you'd like yeah. to see the Blackhawks, enter that series on the upswing, get some confidence against Detroit, hopefully um, get some at of these the very, new guys, new yeah, guys in the, the very, lineup, give them yeah. a chance to gel. At the very least, to be with them, like, you hope you beat Detroit and Nashville loses one of their games. So yep. you're at least like two points back. Yep. Have a chance. Yep. Yeah, you just want to be within striking distance when that series starts and – you know, if you can come out of that series in the fourth spot and push Nashville out, that's that's all you can hope for at this point. You know, it reminds me a lot of um, that the Blackhawks two years ago when they got into the, you know, they got close enough to be in it with um, the Avalanche, but they had to face the Avalanche and they got beat. Yeah. But you want to get close enough to be at that point where you get Nashville and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's very possible that those games could kind of knock the Blackhawks out of contention, Mm -hmm. but it could just as easily keep them in it. Yes. And, you know, um, for the Blackhawks, it's just, you know, we're still evaluating young players. We're getting young players the opportunity, but if you can win at the same time, that's it's great. Nice, yes. And, you know, keep as many of these games as highly competitive and kind of keep that playoff type atmosphere is mm-hmm. uh, beneficial. You're, you're just so. hoping the law of averages that eventually the predators go on a little cold streak. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, they've been riding a hot goalie and scoring enough to to make it work. And yeah, I mean, but at the same time, they've they've got some guys out, mm-hmm. and you know, at some point, you you think they might run out of gas a little bit. And you know, whereas the Blackhawks, 
kind of improved their depth here at yes. the deadline. So maybe that uh, can pay dividends. Um, you know, really, I, I'm not sure when Adam Gaudet will be available. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what the quarantine rules are yeah. coming from. I Canada think it was like a week. Chicago. Yeah, something like that. So he might not be available until the Nashville series starts or maybe even after the first mm-hmm. game. But, you know, we're going to get Connolly in. Obviously, he's already playing. Hino's playing. Um, Stillman's playing. So, you know, yeah. we've got we've got a little bit of reinforcements and um, like I said, kind of diversified the lineup a little bit down in the, in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's for the, uh, you know, yeah. for the better. They actually, you know, the Blackhawks did what they needed. That actually kind of got a little better. I think which, they did. Yeah. I think they yeah. got better. <laughs> um, you know, they got better and younger, which is mm-hmm. uh, a tough thing to pull off of the trade deadline. So. Um, yeah, definitely a home run as far as I'm concerned for, yep. for Bowman. So let's see what helps. Yep. And by the time we have our next uh, podcast, we should have had a Nashville game by yep. then, so we'll see. Yeah, I think I think we should shoot for a recording next Tuesday. That'll give us the two Detroit and one Nashville game in Nashville, and then uh, that'll lead into the two Nashville games at home. Yeah, all right. So that you listeners, you heard it here. Unless we change schedule, but whatever. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yep. Um, okay, Michael um, on Twitter. MJ underscore Ernst. And I'm SDH85. And yeah, let's hope the Blackhawks are still in this when we uh, talk again. That would be fun. <laughs>